Hello everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Coach for Mind, the Indian Mental Health Podcast. I am Dyuti Bhardwaj, your host for today's episode, and today we are going to try to understand depression, something that one in 4 people are going through these days. We hear about it a lot, but today we are also going to learn to identify the various signs of a depressed mental state and look at the clinical treatment available and we will break it down for you so that all the why what and how about seeking professional help gets crystal clear in your mind so that you can take steps towards your healing process and in order to do this i'm extremely delighted to invite mr lake bajaj the very founder of this podcast Hello sir welcome back to this platform for yet another insightful discussion Hi Dyuti uh, thanks for uh, such a wonderful introduction and i think depression is uh, this term is very loosely used these days so i think it would be very important to uh, give a clear uh, clinical picture uh, so that audience can understand what depression actually is Yes sir exactly you are correct and that is why the way i like to begin any discussion is by taking it to an individual level so that today when we talk about the clinical treatment it's get it gets clear to everyone that what does depression feel like to them and what they can actually do the actual steps will get clear in their head and that is the exact reason i'll begin with my first question that is what does depression look and feel like on an individual level yes uh, so i'll uh, again uh, first mention that this term depression is very loosely used these days which has uh, it negative impacts as well uh, and also it reminds me of a recent situation so i had posted uh, a linkedin post uh, recently around uh, depression and workplace how depression can impact a workplace and one of the person commented that uh, it is very natural that some people might feel demotivated uh, and they might not they might actually be lazy rather than depressed so i received that kind of comment and then again that uh, intrigued me uh, that how depression is so loosely used that uh, people are confused whether it's laziness or depression but i think which can be very harmful if it is getting mixed up to that extent so to clarify on this situation also and in general also so there are in total nine signs of depression out of which if five or more are present then we diagnose it as the clinical depression and again uh, depending on the intensity of feelings it can further be categorized as mild depression moderate depression or severe depression so it's not just that if i'm demotivated demotivated so i can call myself depressed so it's a set of signs so elaborating further on these signs so at a emotional or feeling level uh, it includes feeling hopeless helpless and worthless so mostly these three are commonly found uh, in a depressed mental state these three feelings of hopelessness helplessness and worthlessness then another very important uh, sign which is almost present in all the cases of depression is loss of interest in pleasurable activities which the person used to enjoy earlier 
the technical term for this is anhedonia so for example earlier you like you used to love playing cricket but now you don't feel like you feel that uh, i won't enjoy it or you used to love going out to meet friends but now you won't feel like meeting friends so things that you used to like now you have lost interest in them and the biological on the biological side uh, person might feel more fatigued and sleep problems may also be there which can again include either oversleeping or insomnia which is not being able to uh, take let's say 7 8 hours of sleep so again it can be increased or decreased sleep then again at an emotional level feeling of guilt is very common in depressed state of mind a uh, person might feel irritable very easily they might get irritated uh, this is especially found in males uh, who have depression they get very easily irritable then there can be changes in the appetite person might overeat or might not feel hungry at all or very less hungry the appetite can also increase or decrease and again at a physical level there can be pains and aches in the body sometimes headache can be there sometimes muscle pain might also be there and another most common feature is persistent sadness so again here it is important that we all feel sad at times but that does not mean it is a sign of depression persistent sadness is essential which is very long lasting at least for 2 weeks or more and last okay. sign is uh, there can be suicidal thoughts or suicidal suicide attempts which again uh, these i mentioned about uh, signs so it's not that if a person is depressed all these must be present so even if five or uh, more are present then it can be diagnosed but again diagnosis should always be given by a mental health professional self diagnosis can be harmful So, sir, like you mentioned, these various uh, signs of depression. One question that I had was when you mentioned about persistent sadness. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, do we relate it to even the cause of sadness, like the the degree of the cause that's causing that sadness? Mm-hmm. Or love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. So uh, again, if it is uh, situational, uh, for example, if uh, there is death of a loved one in the family and the person is sad so then we don't uh, categorize it in depression rather we call it grief and counseling can be sought for grief uh, as well but it then it is uh, grief rather than depression okay and uh, like when we hear celebrities coming forward and talking about their mental health to break the stigma i heard long back when zipika padukone said that there was a time in her life that she didn't want to wake up she didn't want to see the bright sun of the day because that would made her feel even more worthless or scared so uh, this sounds like this sounds like a kind of depression have you come across a patient or a client who who Claim to who feels that he is depressed, but according to you, like clinically, he is not depressed. Uh, I think it's uh, the other way around. Say that uh, because the stigma with this term is so much that 
people rather stay in denial rather than acknowledging that uh, they might have depression otherwise loosely the other extreme is it is used around very loosely that today i am feeling depressed and tomorrow it might become better so that is not depression so that's why the term persistent is very important that it should it should persist uh, at least for two weeks and then again the diagnosis should always be given by a professional okay so um, how are the different stages of depression classified and which one of these actually require professional help as you mentioned yes so first stage there are four stages in total first one is uh, referred to as origin uh, which can be a uh, an event or a trigger that might uh, for example death of someone or loss of a relationship for example a breakup or a divorce or ongoing family issues or certain issues in with respect to career which might originate a feeling of sadness now at this point again this is not depression this is feeling sad or feeling depressed so right now at this stage we can't call it depression because all of us would feel sad at any of if any such situation happens with us now the second stage which comes is called establishment where this these feelings starts to settle into all aspects of our life as if it becomes a norm to always feel sad and low and not feeling like doing much and the person uh, starts to uh, their interest in various aspects which they used to enjoy starts to reduce it's not that they are completely not interested in those activities it starts to reduce so this second stage is called establishment then third stage comes uh, where we can actually diagnose the person which is referred to as lack of interest now the person has like lost almost lost interest in those activities which they used to enjoy be it uh, playing a sport or going out with people or any hobby that they used to enjoy now they don't derive pleasure from those activities and then fourth is like uh, usually very not all people who with depression reaches fourth stage but some who do they are usually diagnosed as moderate or severe depression this is referred to as abandonment of obligatory activities so things that we usually do our work our studies our household work our personal self care so they start stop doing even these activities uh, even like taking a bath getting up in the morning doing your regular rituals your work your household work so when the person starts to abandon even these activities then it is either moderate or severe depression yeah okay so like you've such very beautifully and simply described the signs and the various stages of depression and you've also mentioned that which one of these will actually need a professional help so that it will help our audience to prevent being in a state of denial and have more clarity on how to proceed with the healing mm-hmm. process and that is why my next question comes that what is the clinical or therapeutic treatment available and how can one actually reach out for help yes so <clears throat> uh, so in the in case let's say 
any person is able to relate to these signs either through our podcast or in general when they read about signs of depression if they relate to and it can happen that all of us would relate to some of these symptoms but that doesn't mean that it is depression but if you are able to relate to most of these symptoms then uh, one should consult uh, either a psychologist or a psychiatrist to get first get a clear diagnosis and then mode of treatment uh, two most common mode are one is talk therapy which is done by a psychologist and the other is medication which is prescribed by a psychiatrist and even in india this even this difference some people don't know that psychiatrists and psychologists are two different professions yeah. one is for medication and the other is for talk therapy so mostly uh, if the depression is at a mild to moderate level then uh, only talk therapy works fine and again that call can be taken by the professional himself or herself uh, and if it is severe depression then usually it's a combination of both medication and talk therapy both and as far as uh, talk therapy is concerned the most commonly used therapy is called cognitive behavioral therapy which uh, works on your thought process your feelings and your behaviors all three of them and usually it takes around 5 to 20 uh, sessions of roughly one hour each for which are scheduled on once a week basis and cbt is most effective for treatment of depression and with respect to medication again psychiatrist uh, usually prescribe uh, a particular kind of uh, mix of medication for two or three weeks then they see how much effective they are then they accordingly they might change the dosage or the medication and again the course goes on for Uh, at least uh, one or two months third component uh, which is not treatment per se but uh, more of lifestyle changes which can support the treatment are one is physical exercise uh, second is having a good uh, emotional support system from friends and family and usually it's a combination of all these that helps to come out of depression uh, like only exercise or uh, just having support system from friends or uh, let's say some people say that uh, if you practice yoga you will be out of depression so that yoga or exercise these might support the process but they might not treat depression so talk therapy or medication are important if it's a clinical uh, stage of depression okay so you very rightly mentioned that yoga and meditation might not actually help you treat depression clinically because many people i guess believe because they are in the state of denial they they somehow there's a resistance i think especially in india i'm not sure of going mm-hmm. or reaching out to a professional for help mm-hmm. right? and even so, this yeah. word depression is so scary like even when i work with my clients and at any stage if they ask for a diagnosis or if i give them a diagnosis then that session sometimes is very heavy that term comes with so much social stigma that client feels ke mujhe ye kya ho gaya but it's not actually depression is not 
uh, that big of a deal if proper treatment is taken it like one can come out of depression within few months but it feels yeah. as if if kuch bahut bada ho gaya and uh, yeah so it it comes with a lot of social burden term depression yeah exactly and i guess that's exactly what you're trying what we are trying to do here to reduce the stigma mm-hmm. around it so that people can be more comfortable yeah okay so like as you mentioned that there are there is one part of the treatment that medication is required and the other part is a talk therapy and mm-hmm. where you also mentioned about cbt and that Uh, sounds quite interesting to me so like can you share something like how does a counseling session or a talk therapy session look like or how does it actually help someone heal through depression mm-hmm. yes uh, so i'll like very systematically if i describe so depression is a combination of three factors uh, at the level of thought at the level of behavior and at the level of emotion like we also saw in the signs of depression we have recurring negative thoughts we have persistent sadness at the emotional level and behaviorally we might withdraw from people or activities that we usually do so depression affects all these three components and they are also interlinked if you th- are thinking too many negative thoughts your emotional state would come down you will further start withdrawing from activities and people which further would increase your negative thoughts and it's like a loop the the three like impact each other and it's like a downward spiral <clears throat> and in cognitive behavioral therapy we start an upward spiral if i may use that term so we address the negative thoughts by challenging those negative thoughts with more rational and functional thoughts <clears throat> so we do initially we do it in the session and later we also give uh, some structured homework to process those negative thoughts on not initially but after a while the negative thoughts their hold on the person's state of mind starts to reduce and they are able to see things in a more healthier or more rational way then their mood starts to improve their behavior starts to improve and the positive spiral upward spiral starts again the whole process can take a little longer it might not happen in one session but broadly in a very layman's language this is how it works okay that was quite interesting for me to even mm. understand that how does the process look like because people out of fear many times uh, try to avoid this and when they see the ease and the nature of the process which it might which might actually help them heal through depression they might be more willing to approach this with a good mindset with a more accepting mindset i think so yeah i would also add that uh, this whole process brings a lot of self awareness otherwise you are just okay. reacting and to your negative thoughts believing them yeah. to be the whole reality uh, but when we starts to challenge those negative thoughts or look at them more functionally and more rationally you also become more aware of your own thought patterns behavioral patterns emotional patterns which not just just for depression but uh, in the long run it changes your perspective about uh, 
how you see look at yourself or look at other people or look at life in general wow so like can we also say that as is mentioned in many spiritual texts as well like being more objective like instead of being a part of the drama that's going on coming out of it and mm-hmm. being able to look at it more objectively mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. and like mindfulness uh, is the term that is to be more mindful of your thoughts more mindful of your actions more mindful of your feelings yeah so wow. definitely mm-hmm. and as far as i've heard about it and read about it in many places mindfulness is quite a beautiful process when uh, when you're even i've heard of mindful eating and mm-hmm. just being aware of your feelings and emotions mm-hmm. so yeah i guess this is quite beautiful the whole process of healing can be beautiful if people are more open to accepting the fact rather than staying in denial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so definitely um, till now yes so till now sir like you have showed us the various signs that our audience can use to detect and to identify if they are in really in a depressed mental state and the various help or the process of seeking help for for every person on an individual level and how does the process even look like so i think this is the most important question that i'm going to conclude this episode with that as a mm-hmm. clinical psychologist yourself if someone feels like they're going through depression after hearing or listening to these signs and are scared to seek help what would you like to say mm. to them mm sure uh so i think it's very important question and just to like summarize the whole discussion so one thing which i would mention is that first of all to take away this burden of this term depression uh it's actually not that big of a deal if right treatment and support is sought and it's like there are a person is uh, surrounded by black clouds and if you seek right support and right treatment these days of black clouds will pass in fact i would also recommend our uh, audience that just go on youtube and search this term black dog depression so it's a 7 8 minutes video on depression and it very beautifully captures the whole metaphorically uh, captures the whole understanding of depression so they in that video it's an animated video they call it that depression is like a black dog which increases in size and takes over your entire life but if you seek the right treatment and right support that dog size of that dog can be will become very smaller and it it won't uh, take over your entire life it will become like a very small aspect of your life and so secondly i would say that again first of all it's important to acknowledge that okay there might be signs which could be depression to get a diagnosis from a mental health professional get the right treatment and also seek support from your loved ones and depression is not our enemy if we treat it rightly it can give us a lot of insights about life it will end up making us much wiser and much mature and might help us to understand what we deeply value and what is deeply meaningful for us and it can actually make our life much better 
penalty. Wow, that is so beautiful and so well said. If we are able to look at it in such a beautiful aspect, in such in, in such a way that we are going to emerge out stronger than we were ever before, if we have the courage to pass through these black days with help, seeking help from our friends, from our relatives, professional help, it will eventually make us a better human being in the process. Yeah. So it is very beautiful, and every single word that you have mentioned here is like a jewel, because not only does our audience will know that they that the signs of depression what do they look like what does it feel like and how they can actually approach it in a very objective manner in a very easy and gracious manner and actually come out of it in a few months as you mentioned if they seek professional help mm -hmm. in an organized way instead of staying in a state of denial so mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you would like to add, sir? Yeah, I think uh, I'll just uh, again remind everyone that depression is not something to be afraid of. And we should actually talk about uh, very openly, very freely. And if right treatment approaches are taken, uh, it depression can be overcome. It's not that big of a deal if the treatment is right. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And I would like to thank you. Thank you, sir, for such amazing and insightful discussion where you always break down these buzzwords that we hear all around us in such simplistic manner and make it easy for everyone to understand and perceive and grasp eventually. And I would also like to thank our audience for joining us today. And I really want you to make sure to share this with more people so that we can together reduce the stigma around mental health. As we saw even today that the stigma really carries the burden along with it. And we're not able to be ourselves and eventually heal and become better human beings. So why not share this together, reduce the stigma and be able to talk more about mental health and just make it a normal part of our life so that we all can grow and heal together. And that is why feel free to reach out to Coach for Mind for any help regarding your mental health or that of your loved ones. And do not forget to follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn for further updates. Stay safe and stay happy. Bye-bye.